Welcome to the Future Bound podcast by Clavinus Combination Carriers. My name is Liv Dirnes and I'm the CFO of the company. And together with me today, I have Anders Mjölsnes Sörheim. So welcome, Anders. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, thanks for pronouncing my name in Norwegian. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course. Um, Maybe we should just start by you telling a bit about what you are doing in Clavinus. Yeah, uh, so I joined Clavinus about three years ago as the sustainability and CO2 performance manager. And I work within Clavinus ship management. Um, As you know, Clavinus is divided into uh, separate companies where KCC or Clavinus Combination Carriers is the ship owning part. But right next to you, we are sitting uh, in the ship management company. And and what's your responsibilities? So um, together, we uh, we cooperate on producing the annual sustainability reports, and I'm also responsible for the monitoring and uh, improving the vessel's performance, both the technical and operational, and anything that's related to improving the the environment. Good, and and that's why you are here today to talk about uh, today's theme. Um, that's the uh, introduction of IMOs, EEXI, and CII regulations. Um, we will talk about that, how it impacts KCC, and maybe a bit uh, about how it impacts the industry as well. So IMO, uh, they have a target of reducing the carbon intensity of all ships by 40% by 2030 compared to 2008. Correct. And, and, so, and 70% by 2050. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's concentrate on the first uh, period first, I think. Uh, and as a stimulus to reduce um, uh, the carbon intensity, they have introduced the EXI and the CII requirements from 1st of January this year. So tell us a bit about these two measures. Yeah, so I, I like to... View them as uh, two different uh, tools that we have in our toolbox to be able to decarbonize shipping, and one tool, the EXI, uh, is related to the design of the ship, so how energy efficient the design is itself. Uh, whereas the CII is a measure to uh, indicate how energy efficient the operation of the vessel is in the course of one year. Yeah, and and the CII, that's the carbon intensity metric. Uh, that IMO has uh, landed on. Uh, yeah. That's the AER, right? Correct. And we're not a big uh, fan of that one. No. So Why the not? Annual efficiency ratio uh, was one of the two, uh, or there were actually several other um, uh, metrics uh, to be evaluated for use in the IMO. Um, but unfortunately for us, the uh, AER won the battle of the carbon intensity indicators. And what's a little sad about that is that it uh, it doesn't actually measure the amount of transport work being performed by the vessels. Um, so if you look at it in an equation, it's basically basically the CO two emissions divided by the the dead weight of the ship times uh, the distance sailed. Um, but as you know, Liv, we operate with our own carbon intensity indicator, the EEOI, uh, which stands for Energy Efficiency Operational Index, where we do include the weight of the cargo that we are carrying. Uh, and, and we feel that that is a more uh, logical representation of actual transport work being done. And unfortunately, the IMO decided to not use this metric because there's not so much historical data on uh, cargo. Mm. So that was the the reason they, they yeah. decided to go with the AAR. 
So the IMO metric, they assume that the vessel is full at all times. Yeah. And as we all know, that is definitely not how it is in the standard tanker and dry bulk space that we operate in, where the vessels, they sail empty maybe 30 to 50% of uh, the time, right? So, yeah. It's uh, it's not actually measuring. Uh, no, no, it's uh, so it doesn't reality. really matter how much cargo you're carrying. You could basically uh, sail in ballast for the whole year if you wanted to, and that would be give excellent uh, carbon indicator or carbon intensity indicator. Uh, uh, of course, it's not a, a very good financial uh, plan to have. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it does show that this indicator is not uh, encouraging ship owners and ship charters uh, to. Uh, to optimize their energy or operational efficiency. And okay, so we have these two different uh, two different metrics uh, that has been implemented. Um, but what are the implications of not being able to to meet the requirements set by IMO? Well, uh, the EXI is a, sort of a strict rule. We have to comply with that, um, uh, and. If you are familiar with the the term EEDI, um, that was a, a similar metric that was introduced by the IMO about ten years ago, uh, and it was only valid for new vessels. But now we sort of have expanded the the scope of the EEDI to also include existing vessels. Uh, and here you basically get a value uh, for how energy efficient the ship is, and you need to be below that value in your attained EEXI. Uh, and if you cannot meet that uh, value, you have to do something with your ship. Maybe you could uh, install some energy saving devices to improve the actual hull efficiency. Um, or you can uh, limit uh, the engine power of the vessel. So make sure that you're not able to go above a certain load percentage. So basically capping the speed. Yeah. And I think that's important for for uh, all the non-technical people out there. That that means that you have to go at a slower speed or yes. you, you have to lower your maximum Speed. Yeah, mm. that's right. So yeah. uh, if we take our vessels as an example, then uh, both our two newest fleets, so the, we call them the Cabo 2 and the Clean Blue Fleet, those were built uh, in 2016, 2017, and uh, in 2019 to 2021. So those are well below the required EEXI of the IMO. But however, the five oldest vessels that were built between 2001 and 2007 uh, don't have uh, an EEXI good enough for the uh, the required EXI. So there we have to uh, actually uh, limit the engine power a little bit. Yeah. But in practice, <laughs> is is it actually limiting our possibilities to trade the vessels or not at all. how much we earn, on, earn no, et cetera? Not at all. So uh, the maximum speed of the vessels is actually quite high compared with uh, what the, the speed in which we normally sail. Um, so let, let's say we normally sail between 11 to 13 knots. Um, the maximum speed is about 15.5 knots of the vessels. So for four out of the five uh, oldest vessels, we only have to reduce the maximum speed to 15 knots, which is uh, an area where we very rarely sail anyway. So in practice, it has very limited uh, significance to us. Mm -hmm. But that was four out of... Four out of five. Yes, oh. correct. Uh, because um, we have also installed these energy-saving devices called uh, becker Mewis duct on uh, all the oldest vessels except one vessel, and she will have it at her next uh, dry dock. 
exactly. So so that's why we, in practice, it will actually not impact us at all. No. Oh. But what about the CII score? Yeah. So that's a little bit of a different story. Um, so the CII um, is basically uh, measuring the intensity, the carbon intensity of a vessel throughout the whole year. So uh, we submit uh, all the uh, the fuel consumption and distance numbers to IMO through uh, a system called the IMO DCS, which have we have already done for several years, but. Uh, starting next year, they will also calculate the carbon intensity from those submitted numbers, and uh, for uh, it, it looks pretty promising for us. Uh, if we look back at 2022 and the, the uh, CII uh, requ- attained numbers that we had, then uh, we would have ba- be placed in the, like the top half of the world fleet, if not the top quarter. Yeah, because the CII score that's between. A and E, yeah. right? And if you're if you're scoring A, B, or C, then you're fine. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. Uh, I would say you're still fine if you also score D. Uh, yeah. So the the ramifications of having a poor CII score is that uh, if you, if it's a D, then you and you get a D three years in a row, then you have to make some uh, amendments to your ship energy efficiency plan, uh, basically stating that we will. Uh, in implement a new measure to improve the rating. Um, if it's an E rating, so I would say like the poorest 10%, then it only requires one year of bad rating for you to have to uh, implement a new energy saving uh, technology or other measures. Okay, so in practice that as well does not have a major impact, or at least you, of course, you have to to improve and and plan uh, to yeah. do better, but it's not like you are restricted from trading no. or anything like that. No, um, in in my personal opinion, uh, I think that the uh, it's a little too vague and a little too weak. And you know, the IMO is only legislative, so it's basically up to the port state controls to uh, to enforce the regulations. And it will be interesting to see um, how this will be refor- uh, enforced. In the years to come. But then, okay, then we have talked about KCC. Uh, and then uh, there's a lot of, of talk uh, in the industry about how this will impact the, the industry in total. So, so what's your view on that? Uh, my view is that it's not going to impact us that much, really. Um, from what I've seen, uh, satisfying the uh, current criteria for EXI or CII is quite easy. Uh, but as uh, as time goes by, the, the requirements are tightened for each year. Uh, in particular for the CII requirement, it's about 2% um, tightening for each year. So maybe in a couple of years, we'll see um, vessels struggling to keep up with the, the decarbonization curve. Mm. Is that only for the CII or isn't the EXI tightening, the requirement is being tightened as well, year by year? It will be, uh, most likely, mm. but we don't know that yet. Okay. Uh, so the EXI uh, is um, it's, it's sort of like a required value for a five-year period, uh, similar to the EDI. And uh, the IMO with MAPC will bring this up in uh, in 2026 uh, for a re-evaluation. And my prediction is that it will be enforced by uh, reducing by another 
Okay. Okay. So, okay. So it's, I guess it's a bit wait and see at the moment, right? It is. Yeah. It is indeed. And uh, which is, even though we, we really want to get the decarbonization going, uh, it is in the nature of shipping that things have to be implemented a little slowly because we have, we have our assets, we have our ships and we can't just change them out. You know, mm -hmm. they have a lifetime of 25, maybe 30 years. Uh, so it's more that we have to face in these new uh, very energy efficient and uh, zero emission fuel ready vessels so that we can uh, get, get to the uh, the much stricter requirements of 10 years from now. Thank you, Anders, for your insights. This was at least uh, uh, very nice for me to get to know <laughs> the regulations more in detail. Uh, and then I guess we just hope... Um, Hope for more strict regulations going forward, and then we will be back in studio to talk about that as well. Yes, absolutely. And I can just say one thing, carbon tax. Yeah, yeah <laughs> agree. That will work. Maybe we should do a podcast on the EU ETS as well. Yes, maybe mm. we should leave. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>